Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, we could be. Oh, are we live? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, all right. Hello. <laughs> so we know a lot about Disney World. We don't know a whole lot about what we're doing at this very moment. But we're trying something new, and we are very grateful for anybody who shows up and participates. We, first of all, if you don't know who we are, I am Annie Fry, and I have a radio show, but I also have a podcast, and the podcast is cheaper than therapy. That's what I generally <laughs> say. And Erica Murphy is, first of all, my good friend, and second of all, uh, a Disney travel agent, but not just a Disney travel agent. Let me correct myself. She's with Magic Expeditions. And um, what do you do, Erica? What what? You got Mickey Mouse behind you. What's he know? I do. So, you know, of course, my heart is with the mouse. That's that's something I've done since I was very young. Uh, and so that's where a lot of my passion lies. But I am a certified travel agent. So I can do anything. I can do princess cruises. I can do Universal. I can do um, Mexico, if that's what you want to do. All right. Um, I, can, I can book anything. I know. I'm, Man, I'm like, I'm ready for the beach. Who isn't? I went, I went outside I and just before we started recording this, it is beautiful outside. I thought it was supposed to be storming, but it's not. It's warm, actually, and it is sunny, and I think there's some storms coming in in the St. Louis area uh, here coming up this evening. So that means that I'll have a full bed of kids. I have three kids myself, and, you know, like if one of them doesn't like bad weather, then they all don't like it. If one of them's scared, they convince the other one to not be scared, so... So I want to welcome you to the Pixie Dust Podcast. This is an, uh, a little endeavor that we have involved ourselves in now for, when did we start doing this? Was it in the summer of last year? I need to figure out when our very first episode was. Because I have I uploaded yesterday the 23rd, I think, episode of the Pixie Dust Podcast. If you are new, you can subscribe to us at radio.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about Disney World reopening. Kind of weird to have a Disney World podcast and they're not even open. I know that it's insane. But we've got some news, a, a little bit of news to report. And Erica, you got it straight from Disney World. This isn't speculation. First, we're going to talk about what we know. And then I am going to endeavor into crazy land because that's where everybody who loves Disney World <laughs> has been living a little bit. So Erica, what can you tell us so far about what we know where Disney is on the closed opening phase of things. Yeah. And I will say as a travel agent, that's been something that's been a little more difficult for me because people look at me as the expert and look at me for all the answers. And 
I don't even think Disney has all the answers right now. So everything that they're putting out is fluid. Um, When they first closed the parks, they started taking reservations for June 1st. And so we thought, you know what, maybe June 1st is going to be the date. But then we get a notification, I think it was last week, two weeks ago, that now they are suspending uh, reservations until July 1st. So that doesn't necessarily mean that they're canceling all of June. It just means that they're not taking any new reservations until July 1st. That could change. They could push so, that back. They could push it up. Uh, they're we're taking, all just kind of taking a just day Just to reiterate that, because I've seen so many people like pulling their hair out. They're not, you can't book a new reservation in June. But if you had a reservation in June, most of them are still there. So that's something else that, that you had told me earlier today. There was a new rollout. They're doing this on a week by week basis. Can I explain to us what the what the situation is there? Yeah. And typically it's been on Wednesday. So after yesterday passed, I thought, hey, we're okay. Ooh, you made it. Uh, and then this morning, <laughs> this morning, a note came out that they are canceling through June 6th. So they're canceling the first week of June reservations. And typically, like I said, they've been going a week by week. So if they are going to extend it, I would expect to hear something next week for the following week and so forth. Or if something happens, we know that, um, and we'll get a little bit deeper into this later, but Shanghai Disney opened uh, May 11th and see how that goes. I think that that's a really good test for us. So if that goes really well, then maybe that's something we can implement here. But I think that that's why they're doing week by week, because as things change, it's very fluid that the plans are changing. And I don't think that Disney has a concrete date now. And and something that I'm really fortunate with Disney is they're not going to put something out that they don't stand behind. They're not going to put something out just to say, this is what we're doing, uh, just to turn around and, and change it later. So um, so that's why I think they've been really tight-lipped about it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll, we have what we know from now. And, um, you know, as that changes, we'll continue to keep you updated. That's why it's so good to follow our page here on the Pixie Dust Podcast on Facebook, uh, because we're, we're posting as we get, as we get information. Yeah, fantastic. So, so we don't know. Um, we 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 don't know what we don't know, which is why it's important for us to live in a world of no pun intended of what we do know. They've yeah. reopened Shanghai. That is yeah. an exciting thing. We got to view a little bit of how they reopened the park, mm-hmm. uh, what the social distancing looked like, masks are being worn, which is very not as big of a deal in Shanghai as it will be. If and likely when they say, if you're going to come to Orlando or if you're going to be at, at Disneyland, that you're going to be wearing a mask. If that becomes a required thing. I personally like, you know, there's there's a lot of discussion around masks to mask or not mm-hmm. to mask. Honestly, if that's how I get to go to Disney World and I have a late July trip booked, I'm wearing a mask. I can't yeah. say I'm excited. I went to the eye doctor yesterday and had to wear a mask the whole time. And I can't say that when um, I was there, I, it was the most suffocated I felt because I was like in the equipment and I was like, I don't, I'm not breathing really easily well in this thing. Yeah. In Disney World, it's going to be, or it's going to be, you know, Central Florida at the end of July and August. Mm-hmm. Man, it's going to be a little hot. But I want to go. I want to go yeah. you know, deep inside of my heart. I want to go. So if that's what I got to do, I'm going to be willing to do that. Well, and I had um, I had somebody that messaged me yesterday, a, a client who's become a good friend of mine. And she was like, do you think it's going to be miserable wearing a mask in the park? And, you know, and she's going and their family's going in October. And I said, you know, maybe if you were going in the heat of summer, however, 
first of all, I don't know if you saw that Disney has put out masks and they're super cute and I have already ordered some and I'm really excited. I've looked at pre-ordering some. They come in different sizes too. They come in different sizes and they're super cute. So first of all, coordinating that with my outfits, I think it's going to become like ears. Coordinating with my outfits. (laughs) As I've got my little mini shirt on Mm -hmm. uh, and then I can wear my mini mask. Um, But not only that, the payoff, and, and I know, you know, everybody's talking about social distancing and having the park at limited capacity. I think Shanghai opened at 30%. If, even if this wasn't going on, if I knew that I could get into the park with 30% capacity, I mean, I'd wear a you full body suit like, yeah. I, and not have to wait in line and have virtual queues. Like, that sounds like a dream come true to me, like not having to wait in a queue and not having people breathe down my neck while I'm watching, you know, whatever that may be at an attraction. Yeah. I think that that's, <laughs> that sounds like a dream. This is like a perfect. Yeah. Trip to me. So if you get to, yeah. If you get to be one of those people, it's going to be very nice. And if you are interested in discussing potentially taking a trip, I know there are going to be a ton of people who are itching to get out of the house. I am one of them with my family. Um, I would encourage you to reach out to Erica. It's Erica at magicexpeditions.com is the email address there. You can also contest, contact us through the Pixie Dust Podcast Facebook page and message us there, and you will reach Erica immediately. Todd here asks a question. Do you think Disney World Florida will be open in September? I will add on the caveat there just that we don't know. And I know that Erica is super, you're super apprehensive about speculating. I'd, I think that they're going to be open in my personal opinion is that they're going to start their phased opening in, in mid June. And I, I don't know, Erica, what your opinion on it is on that, but I, I fully expect to be there in July. So September, Todd, I would say I, I expect that to happen. Erica, I don't know if you want to weigh in on that. Yeah. And the reason why I'm so hesitant is because, well, first of all, I'm, I'm a travel agent. So every information, I don't want to say something and then it be wrong. And somebody say, Oh, well, now I don't want it to make it look like I'm not credible. You don't want to miss anybody. So I you're don't. speculating. I am. <laughs> but I don't, I never thought that we would be here. And I think that that was a big turn for me because otherwise I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm, I all speculate all day. And I've, I've gone my entire life. I consider myself a Disney expert. I, up until March 14th, when they finally closed, I was still saying Disney's never going to close. Even for 9-11, they closed for like a day. I never thought that we would be here. So I don't want to go back and say that, oh, I think this or I think that. Um, I'm sticking to just what we get, what's called uh, D-News. So we get Disney news directly from Disney. And that is what I go off of because I never thought that we would be here. What's hard to predict. If, if you're like shocked that you're in this moment, it's hard to be like, well, what's next is going to be. And then you go exactly. into some completely guess work right. piece of information and then people pass it along. So I understand that. And the facts that we do have that has been released from Disney is that they are accepting reservations for July 1st. Now they were accepting for June 1st as well. And now has changed that. Is that because they've already reached 30% capacity? You know, we don't know. Are they planning on closing, extending the closure? We don't, we don't know. But um, what we do know is that they are accepting July 1st reservations, which leads me to believe that I would think that they, they're starting the process of getting the phase be open. I think having Disney Springs starting a phased opening is a really good sign. I think there's a lot of good news that's coming from 
directly from Disney that is showing that they are making steps to open. I don't think they're going to open one second early if they don't think that it's safe. But I also think that they are just as eager as we all are to get the parks back open. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, you know, my optimism says I, I teased Erica today. She, she sends me <laughs> it's an update. She sends it to me with the little sad face emoji. I call it the Erica face because it, it's, it's I know that your heart is hurting so much. Because you're yeah. you're part of these people's vacations. So we have Doug here who makes a comment, sad for those who are planning to go but now can't. Uh, there's a lot of emotion involved in this. I had a good friend yeah. who I connected with you who, when the parks closed initially, wasn't it the day they were supposed to arrive was the mm -hmm. day that they closed, or it was like the day before. Yeah, and it was Close like park. a multi-generational trip that it wasn't just one family. They were coordinating with multiple different families to try and go. And when the thing is, is when there's kids involved that it's like, that is what breaks my heart because you know, I mean, I know how I feel as an adult when I get excited to go for oh, yeah. that it's only so much more multiplied when, when these kids and that's, I think that's what breaks my heart the most is, is these parents having to explain to their kids, we made these countdowns and we've been, you know, making you do chores and, and doing all these things in anticipation of oh, these trips. And now these chores. Yeah, they have I mean, and jars with quarters in them. Yeah. And, and to sit there and say, you know, they can't comprehend what's going I can barely comprehend what's going on in the world today. So, you know, that is what is so hard for me. And yes, they're going to reopen. Yes. We're going to be able to rebook these trips, but just that disappointment, that's what it's, it's really hard for me to be that person to go back and, Especially once I said, oh, my gosh, June 1st, we're going to we're going to have new reservations. And now to have to go back and be like, mm, June 1st is not going to happen. And it's just it's a lot of emotion. That's, so we have ours yeah. booked at the end of July and we're taking my parents along and they've never. Well, they went when I was in like 1990, I think. Mm -hmm. Maybe 91. I don't know. 89, 90 or 91, somewhere in there. And I was very excited to have them join us and i still am excited but we've been very upfront with our kids like disneyland disney world's closed and it's 70 days from today if it's open and if it's not open we will do you know we're still we're still honestly saying if disney world isn't open we're probably still going to florida we're, we're probably yeah. getting in the car i'm taking the time off because i'm not taking any other time off right now fortunately i still get to work but i'm working in my basement which is what you might be looking at right now if you're watching this on a facebook live um, but you know, needing to get out and needing to do something that is just for us and our happiness and our mental health that will happen. And, you know, that's, that's why I am willing to, and I don't know if you have the details of what Shanghai, do you have the details of kind of some of the things that were implemented at Shanghai? Um, that's why it, if, if you go and Disney puts in some measures that make it a different experience than I've had in the past, I'm definitely willing to consider it because I need to go somewhere and, uh, uh, you know, Disney, if, if not Disney, well, why the heck not? We've got Andrew who commented, I don't see Six Flags opening this year, but we will see he won't be there. And then Greg says <laughs> Six Flags is planning on opening and he will be there. So that's a perfect example of how people are taking this based on their own personal circumstance. And I support everybody's decision to choose what's best for them. Like what is if if I am saying that, yeah, I'll show up at Disney World, I'll be in Orlando at the end of July. Some people are going to look at me and think that I'm psycho. And maybe I am. That's possible that I am. And so if it's not for you, I get it. It is for me. Mm -hmm. and, and and unless circumstances could change and make that different for me, that's possible. Do you know? Do you have some details on Shanghai? On, on, yeah. On 
But I mean, just to comment on on what you said too, though, there's people that have said that they wouldn't go in July even before any of this happened. So I think that it's just, it yeah. depends on what your family is accustomed to and, and what you know your family better than anybody else that if if it's the humidity or if it's whatever, even before all this, people there were still naysayers saying, "Don't ever go in in July." So, I'm all for going to Disney whenever, wherever. Lots and of opinions. There's lots, lots of, of opinions, <laughs> which is also why I'm I'm hesitant to to go through and and speculate, just because I don't want to be. My opinion is subjective, just like anybody else's is. So so that's why I want to get down just to the facts. Um, so yeah, there's there's been a lot out about Shanghai Disney. Um, the, the New York Post reported the elephants are flying again. So yes. you know, I yes. know that Disney Dumbo is very very close to your heart, and oh. that is something that just knowing that somewhere Dumbo is flying. Dumbo. Little children are enjoying <laughs> flying elephants. There's nothing near and dear. It's my, yeah. my four year old's favorite ride. So that's that is exciting. Yes. And I know you posted the uh, the welcome to Shanghai Disney um, on our Pixie Dust podcast page. So if you haven't been able to check that out, go and see. They were able to live stream as the gates were opening and as people were coming in. And it looked very different uh, than what it normally does. And I'm not an introvert. I know that you are. But I'm not going to like it looked amazing. <laughs> like the fact of not like when you go to Disney and there's people on top of people and there's always crowds. And I'm always trying to get to people that even in the off peak season, it's still going to be busy. Like Disney is busy. That's just what it's always going to be. And this wasn't. It was <laughs> people were social distancing. So they were staying six feet away from each other. They were wearing masks. Everybody was so excited. You could just tell in their eyes when they got to see that castle again, just the joy that that they were actually there in the park again. So I think that even with the protocols that we'll kind of go through here in a minute, that I think people's attitudes are a lot different just because of, of the circumstances that we've been under. So I'm hoping that once the parks open up in the U.S., we'll kind of see that. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, you noticed, but as when people were, they just seemed a lot happier. Yeah. <laughs> You're not worried about we need normalcy and people are going to be willing to modify their expectations to do that. But just, man, it can be crowded there. And I'll say like my husband and I went at the end of January, beginning of February of this year. And we went to, uh, what was it? An ex was after hours is what it was called. The, the, the mm -hmm. after hours mm -hmm. event. <laughs> the, I mean, like we were walking around just like, I should, I sent you a picture of us on it's a small world. Cause we were trying to do all the rides and yeah. we were on It's a Small World. We actually had to sit in the boat and wait for two people who had just entered. <laughs> and they were like walking through the queue to come up. And so then they sat in the back of the boat with us. And then, you know, like two, three boats behind us, there was nobody in it. I don't know if that it's going to be. And, you know, we paid for a hard ticket cost to go to that event. Highly recommend an after hours event. And I think after hours is different than some of the like villains things or the parties that they have because there's extra stuff enticing people to go. After hours is really just like, here's Disney, here's Magic Kingdom after mm. hours. So I actually liked that, that there wasn't a whole lot of extra stuff going on because it really did clear the park out. And it was the and it was the beginning of February when it happened. Yeah. But there's nothing like not having to fight through crowds of sweaty bodies to be able to experience it. It was it was amazing. 
Yeah. Well, and that's what they're saying that um, you know, they're limiting capacity to the park to 24,000 people daily, which is fewer than one third of the pre-outbreak capacity. That's a so, Shanghai. That's a Shanghai. And so in the, and they're saying that um, Bob Chapkick said uh, that they were going to execute far less than what was recommended. So the 24,000 was what was recommended. So imagine being in the park with a third of the people, less than a third of the people. So I wish I could have a thought <laughs> bubble right now that showed me just like skipping past the carousel, going up to uh, Peter Pan and just walking in. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So, and so we, I was very fortunate enough. I was able to attend the Disney Institute, which is their leadership program where I got to kind of go behind the scenes and see the business aspect of it, which the Disney nerded me, of course, that was like the best time of my life. Yeah. We got to go to the park before it opened and just standing on Main Street and seeing it completely empty and just watching the people as the rope drops and as people come in, kind of seeing it from that angle is something that I will never, ever forget. There's something about just being in the quiet of the park and just without the hustle and bustle and just really feeling the magic. And I really think that that's what these parks are going to end up being like. You're not going to have to worry about people bumping into you. You're not going to have to worry about, you know, where your kids are at all time. I think that that level of anxiety just due to the heightened crowds. I think that that's just, I mean. And that's for the time being, which means if you've been considering a trip, I don't know. Have you had any trouble with availability for people right now when you're booking trips? Cause I know I just talked to you there. So I was like, you want to record? And you're like, I'm booking a four room trip. I'm like, yeah. I'm not business. You do your thing. I said, is this for you? And you're like, oh my gosh, I wish. But yeah. is, it, is it hard to get people in right now? So I haven't had any problem with reservations. So everybody that I've been able to book, and that's what um, my husband, Danny, who still was like, people are still booking. And I'm like, yeah, because you want something to look forward to. Like oh gosh, part yes. of the planning is part of the fun. So having that light at the end of the tunnel and having something to look forward to, I've had a lot of people book and I'm very, and there's a chance that they may end up having to cancel or move based on their, what they, uh, what their family feels like, but just to have that little bit of normalcy and Disney has a great policy. There's the $200 fully refundable deposit. That is what will book your vacation now, but everything I've been able, I've wanted people wanted, I've been able to get for them. And I'm talking like value resorts like Pop, which is a one of the most popular value resorts. I was able to get rooms there. I was able to get a room at the Polynesian, um, which is another one that was super hard to get. So, so if you wanted to go, if you and and you know, it might be a perfect time, especially if you have kids or grandkids. It might be the perfect time to plan the trip that you surprise somebody with, so that mm-hmm. if it doesn't end if if it doesn't end up happening, or maybe w- what I think is going to be complicated for a lot of people is if they do do a phased opening. And you are going to go, but you're going to be limited on what you can experience. Mm-hmm. That will also be something where some people will be like, oh, I'm still going. And other people will be like, you know what? If you don't have this park or that park open, I don't want to spend the money to not be able to experience that. And maybe they will rebook or cancel or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that might be a really good time to mm-hmm. connect and become a get get your trip booked you can reach out to erica again it costs you nothing to book with erica she mm-hmm. doesn't make any money off of you specifically you don't pay anything extra to have her manage all of this stuff for you uh so if you're interested you can uh re- what's the best way erica at magic expeditions.com e-r-i-k-a 
Yeah. Or even just if you're on our Facebook page, you can message me through Facebook. I have uh, Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A, uh, Magic Expeditions. I have my own Facebook page. So whatever's easiest for you, um, just to reach out and kind of start that conversation. I'm I'm more than happy to do so. And it's just fun to talk about the magic when things are a little crazy right now. Yeah, I would agree with that. So tell me a little bit more about what we know. I don't know if you want if there's still anything left on Shanghai that you want to talk about oh, how yeah. they managed things and we can get into Disney Springs a little bit too. Sure. Yeah. So with Shanghai, um they you can't just walk up and buy tickets like they used to as well. So everything is pre-ordered. They had to order them. They sold out within minutes. So that shows just how quickly people are, are ready to get back to normalcy and they they want to get back into that. And because of the limited amount of tickets, it's not like it normally is where they'll open more up or there'll be more availability. Once they're sold out, they're sold out. Are so the resorts open? The resorts are not open as of right now. Um, it's just uh, It's just the park as of right now. Um, I haven't seen anything about when about when the the resorts were going to open. Okay, yeah, I was I was thinking that it was I like I don't know how it's set up at Shanghai either. So yeah, um, I've never been either. So that's something that I'm not I'm not very familiar with. Um, actually, now that I'm reading, it, the resorts may be open. They they call the whole park the resort. So let me fact check that because I'm okay. not a hundred percent sure if that if that is or not. Um, so the, something that looks a little bit different there too, is the, what they call face characters. So like your Belle, Cinderella, the, the princesses that don't have a giant mask over their face, they were still in attendees. They were still there to greet the, um, uh, the client of uh, the guest, but yes. you're no longer allowed to go up and take photos with them. You're not allowed to go up and hug with them. So they're maintaining that social distance, but you'll still be able to see them. So that yeah. little bit of magic, I've they were still there. To be exactly. The marching band was still playing. So that was all, all somewhat normal. Um, they did have, I don't know if you've done any research, but they do have taped squares on the concrete, which was something that, Again, not an introvert, but I am loving these protocols because uh, for the for the you don't mind the, being around people. You don't want to be touching people. I don't want There's people a big difference. touching me. <laughs> so having having my own little bubble that just sounds like a dream come true. So I'm looking at a picture of a, a little princess. She's probably five or six years old in her little square with her mask on, and she's just as happy as can be. So um, that'll be me, just in my princess costume and with my mask, and happy as can be. Pictures, please. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so they have also upped. Obviously, they've upped all their sanitation. They are going through and uh, sanitizing more so than they always already were. The things that I love about Disney is the level of service that they have. So they've done studies to show how many trash cans are far apart so that you don't see the so cleanliness is is really important to them in the and always has been and it always has been. So the fact that they're taking that up a notch is just something that's like it'll be trend setting for other people. Yeah, sure. Kevin asks a question here. Can you still get a picture with Donald Duck, though? Like, do, are, do you know if the non-face characters, if they're still allowing photographs with them? I don't know if it if it says that. I haven't heard anything as of right now um, that I don't. It may be in another phase. They may, mm -hmm. they may allow that. I don't. Um, they a, it wouldn't be dangerous, per se, for the person in the suit. But if I hug Donald and, then, and kiss his beak, like, I've thought this before. If you're kissing Mickey's nose, 
the next day was kissing his nose yeah. and the next day like i remember when my my youngest i think she was two at the time kissed minnie on, mm. the, on the cheek or something and i was like eh. <laughs> all right whatever and that was pre-pandemic time so I, I don't know what the what they're going to do with that but i i would assume i feel like it would be easier right now to just do a blanket like i i feel like you could put them up like on a stage or something so you could like or a riser or something so we could you could stand in front of them like maybe 10 feet in front of them in a picture spot or whatever and they'd be like they're with you like a, with a you know hey here we are yeah but, but i don't know I, I think that there's going to be a lot of drawing back on those things just in general just to kind of set the expectation of right now we're not doing this type of stuff so yeah but I and know. i have i have several friends that um were friends with the characters in college um yeah. that yeah, uh, that that know kind of the ins and outs of those. And those uh, costumes are very, um, how do I say this? They have ventilation systems. There's cooling systems within them. That, but there's spots for them to breathe. And I would assume that that could also be sure. transported. You know, even though they're they're not their face is not showing, they are officially wearing a mask. I'm sure that um, they've all thought about this. Mm -hmm. So. I would I would think that it would come soon. I mean, I I love the idea of seeing my little Braden waddle up to Donald Duck and giving him a big hug. Um, but then the thought also, like you said, terrifies me because I'm like, ooh, how do you clean that? Does somebody go behind you with Lysol? Like, how does that happen? So, yeah. Um, there's still a lot of uncertainty with that. A couple more comments here. Kelly says, I'm so glad I got to visit Walt Disney World in mid-December in Disneyland in late February. Can't wait to go back to either of them. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of sentiment. Like, I'm getting to the point where, you know, you, I do have a very large, almost potentially, I don't even know, too much of a confidence that when Disney says it's okay, it's okay. Like mm -hmm. I, like I real, and I don't, I'm not like a super trusting person. I would say I'm very skeptical of things. Definitely feel like I'm a realist or whatever, but I don't think Disney is going to open before it's safe to open when proper precautions are taken. And that is on behalf of the company, but also on behalf of me as the guest, which means that they'll say, yeah, we can open up if you wear a mask or, you know, if you social distance, whatever it is that they say for specifically Disney world. Um, but, but, you know, like just, just Disney world being back open is going to give me great optimism going forward on, on how we're progressing in this pandemic, but also just that mental idea. Like if I wanted to go to Disney world right now, I could go like, if I really wanted to, um, let's see here. Chris also said was very heartbreaking that my daughter's huge cheer competition that would have been held last week at Disney world was canceled. Hopefully we'll be back to normal next year for large events like it. I have heard this and Erica, you can weigh in if you know something official, but that in part of what their discussion is, is that like conferences and stuff that those would be put on hold for the time being too. Like if there was a reopening that they wouldn't be making a high priority to get these big conferences of people back at, at, at part of that. I don't know. Have you read that? Have you seen anything about that? Yeah. And I think that, I mean, when these big cheer competitions and these conferences and all that, I mean, if we're talking that we're opening at a third of capacity and then you have these big conferences and things come up, I think that that's kind of in the back of their mind that then with the families and all that, I, I think with the phased reopening, I, I can't imagine that that wouldn't like, cause you have to think they do the marathon races. They have, yeah. you know, run Disney is a huge, huge following. So 
Um, I always like to point people to, I went in late January and early February. Little did I know there was going to be like the biggest HVAC. <laughs> I'm not making this up. The biggest HVAC convention was at Disney World. That and so, so there were a ton of people there that were there for that specific thing. So those conferences do bring in a lot of people. It would be an easy way to control crowds. And I also can't imagine that a lot of these big competitions or conventions or conferences are going to be like, yeah, we want to be there at the end of June. Like that stuff's not happening. Like there's not an appetite for that type of a thing. I don't think right now, Brooks says um, comments on our Facebook page, uh, the Pixie Dust podcast. I was late to this. Can anyone tell me if she said whether or not Disneyland is opening again this year? Brooks, we don't know yet. We don't have an answer on that, but we are seeing phased openings in in Shanghai, which was just music to so many Disney fans' ears when they said mm-hmm. it was going to open, and you could see the characters back in action. Um, can we talk a little bit about Disney Springs? Because Disney Springs is part of Disney World. It is the outdoor shopping area. It is beautiful. It's free to attend and open to the public. So you don't have to have any sort of paid admission or ticket or reservation of any kind to go there and eat there and shop there. But we do have uh, news that they have worked on beginning their opening of that area. So Erica, what can you kind of tell us about, about that? Yeah, so there is, again, a phased reopening with Disney Springs. We are very excited that May 20th is when they're going to start Open the Doors. The thing about Disney Springs is that the restaurants that are in the location are third party, meaning that they're not necessarily owned by Disney. So a lot of the protocols that they're following is by the CDC guidelines and with the city of Orlando, because while they're on Disney property, Things like Wolfgang Puck isn't necessarily owned by Disney. Mm -hmm. So not all of the restaurants are going to be open within this first phase. So just like any of the restaurants in the town that you're in or in Orlando, they have the option whether they feel safe to open or not. So there is a list of several restaurants that are opening in Disney Springs. The list is not very long as of right now, just because this is phase one, but things like Four Rivers Cantina, The Polite Pig, STK. So different places that are uh, owned by the third parties, those will be reopening. The guidelines are um, their recommendations. We don't know for sure what, is definitely going to be followed at each of these establishments. We've heard things like, you know, paper menus to where you're throwing away the menus, maybe have more mobile ordering to where the server is no longer taking totally, your money. I can totally see all mobile ordering. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why, you know, if you go to Applebee's, they have those kiosk things on your, on your tables that allow you to beep boop, whatever it is you want to mm-hmm. order and you pay there and everything like do that. That's fine mm-hmm. with me. But I, 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 maybe I don't know how many people, and, and then you have paper menus for the people who don't have mm-hmm. technology. But if you put all that stuff in the My Disney Experience, I don't know if it would like crash. <laughs> but if yeah. you can put it all in My Disney Experience and give that as an option, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And you can go onto Disney Springs and see, or I'm sorry, on uh, My Disney Experience and see what restaurants are opening in Disney Springs, and that's updated regularly. So you can go through and see uh, as they decide to reopen what restaurants are going to be open in Disney Springs. It's fantastic. And I've heard too, this is, I don't know that this is 
like this is where I've heard and read a lot. I don't think Disney has officially come out with anything yet, but there's a lot of discussions about other Disney properties at Disney Springs opening up at the end of May, potentially. I think that what I read was the source of that was like a union document or something that was being circulated mm-hmm. that suggested that workers were told that it was that they were going to be coming back to work. So we don't have that straight from Disney yet, but uh, it just gives me hope. It makes me feel like there's something at the end of the tunnel. Well, and so universal Orlando, their city walk, which is, I mean, I I shouldn't say this, but it's similar to the Disney Springs to where it's their shopping and restaurant district. Their, their version. It's um, they're set to open on May 14th. So there's definitely going to be more guidelines as far as self-parking and mobile ordering at select locations, new safety guidelines, all of the social distancing is going to be in, impacted there too. But seeing these places that are start to opening up, I think that once we start to get information on how well those are doing with the the different phases, I think um, we're going to learn a lot. I think that people are going to need to be very flexible with these openings because I mean, obviously none of us have never done this before and I hope none of us have to go through it again. But the reality of it is, is that we, we don't know what to expect. We don't know if, um, I just saw Kevin's comment. <laughs> yeah. If, if this is the first time we've recorded this podcast live and, and we're enjoying your, yeah. <laughs> we're enjoying the comments that are coming along with us. So make sure you go like the Facebook page, Pixie Dust Podcast, and you can yeah. participate. This is this is the first time we've done it. And it's actually going swimmingly. So we've had a lot of technical challenges and this has been not one of them. So thank you, Kevin. For People don't need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> it, um, is, but- it is an S show at times. <laughs> we're, making it, we're making it work. We are. We have a lot of fun. And, you know, honestly, I think some of those may be our best recordings. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Did you hear the outtakes? So yeah. bef- before, how, are you doing okay on time? Because yeah. Erica is on is on a baby clock right now. Her, her uh, son is napping. So we squeeze these things in like two moms are apt to do. Um, but let's talk a little bit about booking right now. As you said earlier, Disney World is now accepting reservations for July 1st and after. You've mm-hmm. said that they have canceled June trips through what dates? Through June 6th. So as of right now, uh, today, so how it works is the guest will receive an informa- uh, letter from Disney. Whether you booked with a travel agent or you booked on your own, you're going to get a letter saying, um, we apologize, you're Disney is is canceled is uh, closed indefinitely, and this is what um, this is what's going to happen. So if either you can change your reservation, so they are not having any change fees, so you can either call and modify your reservation, or contact your travel agent, and we can sit on hold and do all the modifications for you. Or if you don't call them, if you just don't, you don't have to do anything. They're going to refund you when that time comes around. So the thing with it being within the 30 days though, is that obviously everything is booked. So you already have your reservations, your fast passes. As a travel agent, I've been going through and canceling everybody's dining because Disney has to where if you don't go, you miss a reservation, you get a $10 per person fee. Obviously because it's closed, you're not going to have to pay for that, but because it's a system and it's automated, there's a chance you could get charged. If you I, have yeah, reservations, I've, I've canceled reservations, <laughs> I've canceled reservations, dining reservations before with them on the phone because 
something came up and it was, you know, even like within the 24 hour period. And I've said, you know, we can try to make this reservation or we can do this, but this day has just took a turn and we need to be back at the resort right now. My little kids aren't going to handle it. Would it be possible to cancel this without a fee? And they're like, Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I've, you do that once, maybe twice in like an eight night, nine nights stay. And, and that's generally where I limit it. But they're like, yep, we'll cancel it. No problem. We won't charge anything. We understand these things happen. And then like two months later, I'm like, what is this $200 charge that I have yeah. on my thing? And and it turns out that it was a, a, a dinner that I had booked when we were with my sister and, and in-law and my brother-in-law and their kids and my in-laws and my whole family. <laughs> and I'm like, holy smokes. And then you call and yeah. then they take it off. But it'd be nice if the hat, you know, if you can cancel those, you just don't want to have something that uh, comes up in the process later down the road. It just it would be an, an unhappy reminder. Yeah. So that's why I've just been telling people, if you have them, just go ahead and cancel them. Just, it takes two seconds in the app or have your, your travel professional will, will help you as well. Um, but I have the letter in front of me that was being sent out and it says in keeping with our focus of the well-being of our guest and cast members during these rapidly changing times, Disney world resorts and theme parks are currently closed until further notice. So they're not giving any information as far as when it's going to reopen or when you should modify However, you can modify after July 7 or July 1st um, with the caveat of just knowing this is a fluid situation. We don't know what's going to happen. That could possibly change. I've had people that were canceled in March reschedule for the first week of June that now has to be rescheduled again. So just kind of keeping in mind, if you do book for that first week of July, just kind of be patient and just have the understanding that as things change, you may change that as well. Disney is not having any cancellation fees, obviously. Um, they previously were giving a promotion for free dining for the people that were canceled. They are no longer doing that. Mm. Um, I would assume, and again, I don't want to speculate, but it's my opinion that with the lower um, attendance, capacity. with the lower capacity, yeah. they're, they're probably trying to limit they don't want to entice people to come necessarily. They want the people that are already booked for those reservations to be able to enjoy the parks is my, is my um, expert opinion. So if, um, are you having, um, I'm, I'm sure you have people who are contacting you who are like, I'd like to go right now. And I'm sure you have people who are booked in July and like, I don't know that I'm going to be mm -hmm. wanting to do this in July. You can be flexible with them. You can help them relocate those reservations. Are you, so if somebody is interested in seeing in, in pricing out a vacation, they got mm -hmm. three kids and they want to take their parents and they want, that's, that's my family. I guess that was yeah. just, <laughs> let's hypothetically say. Where did that come from? I have no idea. <laughs> I've got my trip booked and I'm going if they're open. Um, if, if, if somebody was interested in information, they can reach out to you and you can start explaining to them, this is what your family would cost. Here's your option on a value resort. You could stay at a, a deluxe resort for this cost mm -hmm. or whatever. Are there any promotions that are out there right now? Are there, is there any incentive to book at a specific time or anything right now? So they still had the the room discount that was through, um, through the end of August. They extended it through September. Um, I, I, as of, Right now, uh, there's not really any promotions that I would I would say are highlighted. Um, the 50th anniversary is in 2021. We don't have dates yet for 2021. Packages are typically released in 
mid-June. Um, I spoke with a cast member last week and said, you know, do you have any inside information? Do you think that that's going to be delayed? Do you think we're still going to have the packages come out in June? And she didn't say, she said, we haven't heard anything. So I would still think that they would come out. So we're all still kind of holding hope that the 2021 dates are going to be released next month. And with that, if there are going to be promotions, I would say that they're probably going to be released this summer. Um, the good thing about Disney is that when you book, you only need that $200 deposit to put in your reservation to secure those dates. And then if a promotion is released, even after you already booked, even if you are already have your reservation and a promotion is released and it's applicable to your dates, we can go back and apply that, that discount to your existing reservation to save you the most money. So even if you're thinking about it, I would say... That $200 is totally refundable. So just get it on the books. And then if something comes out, we can apply. If down the road you're like, mm, I lost my job or, you know, something happens. I mean, it's a crazy time that we're in right now. You get Or the situation back. changes. It, you or know, we don't, we don't know what it's going to be like in Central Florida in two months. If you get to that point and, mm -hmm. and you need to, you need to make that, that change, then the change, you get that money back. Like the, that's, yeah. that's the thing that I always want to remind people, especially if you're using Erica, um, and I have her email address up here on the video. It's Erica at magicexpeditions.com. You can email her any questions you have. You don't have to be booking a, a trip to, to contact her. But all it takes to book is you need to know when you want to go. And you need 200 bucks. That is a down payment that gets credited towards your trip. And as long as you cancel within how long before? So normally it's within 30 days. Uh, through June, though, they've given... Uh, seven day cancellation. So you can cancel within seven days, not, um, that's when your final deposit is due. So, but, but you do get a pretty nice little window there on your ability to change your mind if, mm -hmm. if, if you want to. And, and the, the best thing about using a travel agent that the reason why I booked my very first Walt Disney world trip by myself in 2018 did a decent job at, it. I was pretty proud of myself. And I, and the episode that I just uploaded to the podcast, uh, with my husband yesterday, which I highly encourage you all to go check out. Um, you know, we said we booked our own trip and we, and it was amazing top to bottom, but I think we got like 48% lucky because <laughs> everything went the way. And I'm a, and a, a very OCD researcher of things. And, but you just, you don't, you don't know, you don't know what you don't know. So yeah. I think we kind of got lucky in that regard, but here I am doing a Disney podcast just two short years later, who would have <laughs> thought, so I would encourage you to go to reach out to Erica and ask your questions and then she can guide you in your own your unique circumstance. There are, there are so many different ways to do Disney. Erica is a lifer and her version of Disney World, a, a, an ideal Disney World trip is very different than mine with three kids. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, my parents are coming. The last time we went, my in-laws came. We meet my my my, my sister and brother-in-law there. And so it's 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 just a great, it's just such a great experience. And we just need it to come back. And when Disney says it's okay, I will be there. Yeah. The end of July, I will be there. Yeah. <laughs> Let me make this clear to you. <laughs> and I hope the two people are with me at 30% capacity. Cause that, I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I like amazing. you, like, like, I don't know that I don't prefer that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well and that's one that's in there. I was talking, Dan and I were talking about it early because, I mean, let's be honest, 90% of our relationship has been talking about Disney. I know it's a shocker. It's a huge shocker. Um, and that's the thing. He was like, he wasn't a Disney. He claims he wasn't a Disney person, but uh, I think it's in you. 
but we were talking this afternoon and he was like, I can't, I can't believe that they haven't gone to virtual queues to begin with, because some of these rides, you sit in line for two hours, sometimes three hours for the really popular rides. And it's like that you could be, I mean, you could be out spending money. You could be at gift shops or, you know, at different dining places. So if they go to these virtual queues to where you don't have to spend that time standing in line, you get to make more memories with your family. You don't have to be standing in a line all day. And honestly, it's best for the parks because you'll be spending more money more than likely and the different souvenirs and different attractions. So I think that they're all, they're going to be nothing but good changes that are going to come out of these different protocols. I mean, in, increased cleanliness win and no crowds win and virtual queues. Perfect. Like it sounds. It's one of those things. Like when you look back on pre nine 11, you look at how people could just, you could just like walk up to the gate. Yeah. And like, I, I remember doing that. My grandma mm-hmm. is from Australia and she would, Every once in a while, I don't know how frequently she did it. It seemed like she did it like maybe every other year, but that's probably way more than she did. She would go back to Australia for like six weeks or something. And mm-hmm. I remember like walking into the airport and sitting down in the chair next to grandpa. I'd go keep him company and wait for grandma to get off the plane. We welcome her with her bags off the plane. Like I remember doing that. That's crazy to think like that doesn't even, mm-hmm. that seems like a bad idea, but yeah. it's what everybody did. So when, when you, when you look into the future and speculate on what's going to happen next, I have a feeling there are going to be some things that we did in the past. We're like, why did we do it that way? Yeah. What will those things be? We don't necessarily know, but uh, th- I, I trust Disney. We have Kevin commented here, and I don't know if this is kind of what you're talking about. I read Disney is going to go appointment only. Is that insane or a good idea? Thanks for reading. I, d- d- other than the boarding pass idea, is that mean something else to you? No. And well, other than the tickets. So you can't just go and get a day ticket anymore. And make you your choice. To, yeah. Like the day of. And I think that's more for people that live nearby or, you know, maybe are at a conference or something that you just, you know, happen to be in the area and want to just stop in. I think that those days for now are gone um, because they want to regulate the crowds. They want to make sure that they're hitting the capacity numbers. And they don't want, not that I think that that's a huge influx of of capacity, but it's just another way for them to kind of control and manage the crowd levels in the situation. And then um, I don't know if you have appointments for like the, the fast passes. I think they're talking about having the virtual queues. They're talking about, you know, they had, like I said, at Shanghai, they had the squares on the floor to where if you are in a line, you're six feet away from each other. So I can't imagine the queue for Rise of Resistance or I'm sorry, not Rise of the like Flight of Passage or Mickey Benny Rail that is something new that has a three to four hour wait. I can't imagine what that line would look like with six feet distance of everybody. Yeah, so um it's I mean maybe all the way outside the park. If so I don't I don't know what that's gonna look like for the I had an idea. I think that they should only do fast passes for rides mm-hmm. and use both lines, the fast pass line and the regular queue line as fast passes. And you put somebody at the front of the, of the attraction and you just shuffle them back and forth and, and you allow people in, you know, maybe the, the fast pass windows could certainly be less than an hour. Mm-hmm. You, could, you could do fast pass reservations, honestly, in increments of 15 minutes if you mm-hmm. wanted to. And, you know, if, if you used both queues for fast passes, then you wouldn't be 
um, having to shove everybody, fit everybody into the one fast pass line and the standby line. It just, you know, like what you're saying there, you can't, you cannot distance that many people. You just can't do it. So if, if you put, if you make more fast passes available, cause you have, it wouldn't just be double the capacity. It would be even more than that because the queue lines are generally longer. I would assume mm-hmm. significantly longer than the fast pass queue. I feel like that could be a way that you could social distance people and limit those lines that basically says, if you don't have a fast pass, you don't get to ride this ride. But if yeah. you want to pound the app and constantly try to get your fast pass, then you'll go up. You got your 15 minute window, you know, that right now they kind of had this like unspoken five minutes early, 15 minutes late thing. Maybe mm-hmm. they don't anymore. Or maybe it's five minutes either way on a 15 minute window. Mm-hmm. You know, again, speculation, just an idea I had because all I do outside of my real job, which is the opposite of talking about Disney World every day, <laughs> is try to figure out how to open Disney World. So yeah. one I, thought was, I think my air, air conditioning just came on. So I think that means I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> They've had it. They've had the 80 degree humidity. They're done. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> well, Erica, this was fun. I'm glad we got to do yeah. this on Facebook Live. Maybe we can uh, promote it a little bit more in, mm-hmm. in the future. We wanted to give it a try. Thank you for everybody who watched. Thank you for everybody who listens. Please subscribe to the Pixie Dust podcast and invite a friend because it's always more fun with more company and we appreciate yours. You can like the Pixie Dust podcast on Facebook. That's kind of the home. We don't have a website. We're just kind of living on radio.com where you can subscribe to the podcast or Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts at. You can subscribe to the Pixie Dust podcast and you can also like the Facebook page and communicate with us there where we will share information as it becomes available to you and enjoy participating in the conversation. Email Erica at erica at magic expeditions.com with any questions that you have, or if you're ready to book or you are 90% ready to book, start the conversation with Erica. You will not regret it. She will save you money. She has saved me money. Um, it's a no brainer. So Erica, I love your Mickey mouse. Is that a towel or a blanket or, or a sign? What do you have back there? It's a blanket. It's one of those, uh, you know, buy 19 or buy like a hundred dollars worth of stuff and get a $19.99 blanket. I love that. It's and perfect. I needed it. Thank yeah. you. See, I, I knew that I was going to need this. And really I got it for, um, when I go to the parks, I use one of those drawstring backpacks, which now mm-hmm. that I'm a mom is sure not going to be enough anymore. Uh, but I got, it came with the the blanket and the, I wanted the backpack. So the backpack yeah. is exactly that, that I use in the parks. That's fantastic. And we got our makeup on for the video today for the podcast. Usually it does not I look tell good. You, I feel like I don't think I've worn makeup in a solid like <laughs> I feel like a whole new person. That's why we got the podcast. All right, Erica, <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much for listening. Share this with a friend. We appreciate you. We'll be back again with another episode on the Pixie Dust Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.